0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios, who understands that it's not just a mortgage, it's your mortgage. That's the difference. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Get your Rocket Mortgage on, son. Sunday, the NFL on CBS features a full slate of games, including Brady and the Pats on the road in Washington to see Colt McCoy, and then the Raven Steelers renew their AFC North rivalry at Heinz Field in the Steel City. Check your local listings for the game in your area, and it all begins with JB and the guys on the NFL Today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, on CBS. Our toll-free line, 855-2124-CBS, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. You can save a bunch of money if you just switch to GEICO. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. Don't forget to get all my college and pro plays on my site. Jamie Eisenberg is back with us from CBSSports.com, CBS HQ, and I on Fantasy on CBS Sports Radio Saturday night on the network right here at 10 p.m. Eastern. Jamie, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good and getting better. Listen, uh, the phones are stacked. They're ready to rock and roll. You're ready to rock and roll. You're doing good. There's no complaints. Everything's good. You're in great shape and everything. No, No complaints or any problems? No complaints. How are you? All right, Matt, you're doing good. You have no complaints, no problems. Everybody, he's giving me thumbs up. Mafia, how are you doing in there? You got any problems?
2: No, I'm wonderful. You
1: got any pain?
2: I'm good. All right, I'm doing
1: good. So now that we know everyone's doing good with no significant injuries or problems... You don't even have to ask us how we're doing anymore. Just ask him about your fantasy problems with your team because you suck. Trey is always first in New York. On with Jamie Eisenberg on CBS Sports Radio.
3: First, first.
1: uh, One PPR.
3: I need to know who can I pick up off the waiver wire. Um, Adam Humphreys, Deshaun Hamilton, uh, Isabella, and Keyshawn Johnson. Thank you. Yeah, Keyshawn Johnson's interesting. You know, with – uh, Christian Kirk's out and um, uh, Bird banged up. You know they have a need for him, so he's gonna, you know, potentially see some, some uptick in targets. Maybe Isabella does also, but they seem to like Keyshawn Johnson a little bit more. So that's not a bad flyer in the deeper league. All
1: right, there you go, Trey. Have a good weekend. Uh, Chad in Texas.
3: Uh, hey, Jamie, big fan. Uh, I wanted to see if you could do a quick grade the trade for me. I did this before the game Thursday night. I traded uh, David Mon- Montgomery and Robert Woods for Chris Carson and Michael, Ga- Ga- excuse me, Michael Gallup, and I am so far pleased because I played Carson on Thursday night. Thanks. Yeah, I, I mean, look, for one week you're gonna pay, you're gonna get dividends out of it for sure. So it's, uh, you know, an A for right now. I think by the time the end of the season shows up, it'll probably be closer to uh, B, B minus, just because I think there's a lot to think about Robert Woods, and especially Brandon Cooks is gonna miss some time, so. We'll see if Michael Gallup, I think he's kind of a wild card to that. If Gallup comes back from the knee injury and plays like you did in the first two games, then I think you win the trade easily. But right now, I'll give it a beat.
1: All right, so we're going to re-hook up with uh, Jamie on the phone because his uh, phone sounds like uh, he's in a, like a middle of an oil tanker. <laughs> I mean, it's disastrous, <laughs> that phone line. Oh, my God. We got him. All right, let's go back. Here we go. Dave in Wisconsin. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's
3: up? Hey, my, fantasy pro- my fantasy, my fantasy problems 34C again. Shake out. to me, man. But hey, question. I got a major dilemma now. I got. I was dealt with um, Gordon back, Mixon, Ingram, and Johnson. Who the hell do I drop? Anyway, bring Carver to Green Bay, man.
1: Shake out. All right, slow down, Dave. Slow down. He's already hitting <laughs> on my wife. He's got me doing road trips. I mean, what do you got for him there, Jamie?
3: It sounds like uh, he's got a lot more for you than I got for him. I'm telling um, you. I don't think you drop any of those guys if you don't have to. I, if you're talking about who to stick, um, I'm going to assume it's David Johnson. So I would probably play David Johnson. I would play Joe Mixon. You know, I think that's going to be a, a very intriguing and, and potentially high-scoring game between the Cardinals and the Bengals because nobody cares it's about time, time, so, and you don't to play well. Um, I'd play those two guys. You know, Gordon's going to work his way back into your lineup eventually, but for this week
1: if you just have to play two, I'd go with Johnson and Mixon. All right, Steve in Miami, you're on with Jamie. Shackadoo. Oh, shackadoo. do. I need two running backs and a flex. I have uh, I have Connor,
3: I got Fournette, I got Mixon, and I have Dalton. It's a quarterback league, full-point PPR. And can you rate a trade? I actually traded Tyler Lockett for Mixon and Madison, the backup for uh, the Vikings. I was hoping for a lottery pick. Oh, uh, Listen, thank you, guys. You're the greatest. Yeah, I'd say that trade is a is is a C fair on both sides. So you know you got a great running back in return for a great receiver. So you know if you helped yourself out on on that side of things, I think you did fine. You know Lock going to be great. Mixing again, you know hopefully the best is yet to come. Um, I I think I'd probably play the running back still, even though you know Dalton should have a good opportunity to put up some numbers here. You just the running backs you have are so good with Connor and with Fournette. I think. They're just a little bit safer, and uh, and the upside is just as uh, just as similar there as, uh, as what Dalton can do. All
1: right, Novell in Maryland, you're on a bench.
3: Thank you for taking my call. Yep. Um, I need two in the PPR league: um, Mike Sanders, uh, Miles Sanders, James White, or Tevin Campbell. I need two of those. I think you mean Tevin Tevin Coleman. Um, yeah. Yeah. Campbell Tevin Coleman. <laughs> Um, I'd go with White and with Coleman. You know, just keep an eye on Coleman, obviously, playing. Uh, Sounds like he's going to play, which is what I would expect right now. They play on Monday night. Um, You know, should come back and and, and take on a a good workload, hopefully a significant workload. And then you know what James White does in PPR. They're going to do whatever they want to against Washington.
1: There you go, Novell. Have a good weekend. Craig in Clearwater, Florida.
2: Hey, I'm new to the show here, but uh, uh, two quick questions. One is for my PPR league, it's a wide receiver. I'm not too keen on Juju having a big comeback uh, this week, and I have to choose between him or Will Fuller um, as my wide receiver to go with against Atlanta, Will Fuller against Atlanta. Yeah, I, I,
3: I understand your trepidation, and, and I do think this is a big week for Will Fuller, but... We heard a little bit of the uh, squeaky wheel situation coming with Mason Rudolph saying he wants to get Juju more involved. Typically, when you hear those type of things, and I know it's a little, you know, concerning because it's not the star quarterback, it's the backup quarterback. But you know, they had a great, they had a great, yeah, it, it, it's we, we've we've seen some receivers have some big games against Baltimore. You know, I know people are looking at it because Odell Beckham got shut out by Humphrey, but I, I still think this is a, a, a game where Juju gets the targets. And anytime a great receiver gets targets, he's going to produce. So uh, if you want to take a chance on fuller, I get it, but I stick with you. Two. All
1: right. Eight, five, five, two, one, two, four, two, two, seven is the toll free number to get on with Jamie Eisenberg. Pat in Cleveland on the fan.
3: She-a-doo. Oh, she-a-doo. Hey, what's up, man? Um, hey, dude. So I actually just, I just got offered a, uh, a trade in my big money league and uh, it's, so guy offered me Josh Gordon for Tyler Boyd and they're both would kinda of go into my flex. I have Cooper Cup and uh Cooper Cup and who's the other guy I got, sorry I can't even think. Uh Cooper Cup and who's the other white receiver? Oh, officer Fielen. So those are my two main receivers and do you think I should take this trade? So you'd be getting Gordon and giving up Boyd? Yeah. No, yeah, I I'd be yeah, I'd be getting Gordon and uh uh giving him Boyd. Right. You know the thing. The thing about uh, Boyd is, you know, if AJ Green for whatever reason sits out several more weeks or potentially gets traded, Boyd's going to continue to see just a significant amount of targets. Gordon is going to be a little bit more on the boomer bust side of things because he's pretty much a touchdown or, or, or you know, he's not going to be a consistent yard producer. So I'd probably stick with Boyd. But if you want to take the swing at the fence and, and hopefully Gordon, you know, continues to. Uh, show us some things when he's been
1: on, then that's the move you can make. But I, I think with the two guys you have, I'd probably just pick the boy 855-212-4227 is the number to get on the bench with Jamie Eisenberg. Don't forget to catch his show Saturday night right here on the network at 10 p.m. Eastern I on Fantasy Football. Nick in Texas, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Nick. Yes. You're, I, right, you're on.
3: that You said Nick. Go uh, ahead. Uh, Jamie, I got... I have heard you talk about Tevin Coleman earlier, and if he's starting, I guess I start him. I got his backup, Mostert or whatever his name is, and then I got James White. I'm just trying to pick uh, who I either should pick up or if I should start Tevin Coleman over his backup, assuming he starts. I mean, if it's PPR, I think White's a little bit safer. If it's non-PPR, you can just kind of wait out the 49er situation because if Coleman is out, then Mostert, as we've seen the last two games, has been very, very good, so I think you're in a good spot. Now, PPR, just take the, the safe route and go James White because you know he's going to get those catches out of the backfield and, and hopefully have a chance to score against Washington.
1: Eight five five two one two four two two seven to get on with Jamie. Adam in Texas.
2: Scotty, can I get something
1: to Drake? Can we get him two fingers of Scott rags? Come on, Shagadu. Oh, Shagadu.
2: Hey, I got a trade that just went down. I sent off Dak Prescott and... Um... Kareem Hunt, but I got back Mark Ingram and Saquon Barkley. Uh, I want to know what you think about that. Also, what's the deal with Todd Gurley? Do you need to try to get rid of him or try to ride that out?
3: You're scoring touchdowns. I mean, if, you, if, you, if you just got Saquon Barkley for giving up only Dak Prescott and and Kareem Hunt, you may have just won your league. I mean, that's a that's a tremendous trade because you know Barkley Barkley's Bar- back most likely week six, and and hopefully there's no more issues with with any injury and he's the best running back in football, so congratulations. Um, you know, if you can flip Todd Gurley for a starter in the same range, you know, top 15 running back, top 15 wide receiver, you know, it's, uh, it, it's sad to say that that's the range that he's in because he's typically better than that, but he's kind of been down or bust, and uh, I don't know if things are going to change dramatically for him to improve his stock, so it's not a bad idea to sell running him while he's falling into the end zone. All right, Steve
1: in Fairfax, Virginia, outside D.C., off the fan.
3: Hey, Jamie, thanks for taking my call. Um, I was wondering in the Standard League, should I start Auden Tate or Robbie Anderson? Uh, I'd go Auden Tate. You know, it's just one of those scenarios of great opportunity right now. Um, you know John Ross for the foreseeable future. Ross has been averaging about eight targets per game. Tate averaging eight targets per game the last two weeks. So, um, you know, it's just see an uptick in production. Hopefully he finds the end zone for the first time in his career and it's a great matchup against the Cardinals right now.
1: All right, we'll come back with the second half of your calls nonstop. 855 212 4CBS to get on with Jamie
2: Eisenberg. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: UCF down a field goal now late in that game in Cincinnati. 311 left. They were up, then down, now uh, back within three. Uh, but they're losing at Cincinnati. Jamie Eisenberg's with us. You can catch him Saturday night on CBS Sports Radio with I Am Fantasy Football. He's on uh, this show, Pharrell on a Bench, every Friday night forever. And he takes your calls. This is a second half kickoff. We'll take all your calls eight five five two one two four two two seven. The Dodgers are down 3 nothing in the bottom of the fifth. I think the Yankees just dusted off Minnesota 10 uh, 4. They might be in the ninth inning, but the Yankees are going to win that game. Uh, John in Florida, you're on CBS Sports Radio.
2: Hey, gentlemen, how are you doing? I appreciate you taking my call. Scotty,
3: we miss you down here in Florida. You and Uncle Neil. Yeah, man, I I, I
1: love it there. I'm still on the air there. I I miss living there. I love it there. I come down there a lot.
3: Well, hey, I got a question for Jamie.
0: Um, A buddy of mine is looking to get Josh Gordon, so I'm trying to improve my bench with a trade. Um, I'm going to offer him Josh Gordon, Curtis Samuel, and Darrell Williams.
3: To pick up Devin Singletary, Stephon Diggs, and Jacoby Brissett. Aaron Rodgers is killing me. I I think I need a stream this week. What do you think of that trade? I mean, I don't love it for you just because you're giving up, in my opinion, right now the best player. But there's still a lot to like about Devin Singletary moving forward. If you do need a quarterback, which I don't know if you do because, you know, Rodgers may struggle this week, and who knows when Devontae Adams comes back. So if you're just looking at a one-week, scenario of trying to win I do like for better than Rodgers this week so that's one scenario to look at it but I think long term I'd much rather have Josh Gordon I think you probably do a little bit better if you're trying to make some sort of package to give him Gordon and get something better in return all
1: right John have a good weekend uh Jay in Jersey you're on a bench
3: what's good guys Hey, hey Jamie um I need a one flex um in a PPR league uh McCoy James White Chris Thompson or Darren Waller, my my starting tight end at 7-M Ingram already? What do you think? I mean, Waller's interesting. You know, I mean, you're going to see, especially if Tyrell Williams is out, he's going to just see a, a, a boatload of targets, a tough matchup against Chicago. So just take that into account. I think the very to is probably with uh, LaShawn McCoy. Even with Damian Williams coming back, he's still going to be the lead running back there in a game that's expected to be high scoring. So I give a slight lean toward McCoy, but – if you want to sort of be a little bit different and 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 see if Tyrell Williams is out, maybe Darren Waller is the is the higher ceiling player. I just feel a little bit more comfortable with McCoy. So, uh,
1: did you go out and get your lube for tomorrow when Auburn comes to the Swamp? Did you get like Did you go to the you know CVS and pick up some lube because you're gonna need it?
3: We we, we might we might. Uh, are you guys gonna be okay against uh, Votek? I mean, listen, uh, they're yeah. both
1: they're both losers, but I got plenty of lube if you want me to send some down to you. <laughs>
3: I mean, Central Michigan gave, gave Miami a run in their building. So Listen, my,
1: my team's horrible. Your team's just overrated. Brian <laughs> in Seattle.
3: Hey, guys. Big win out here by the Hawks last night. But yeah. I got PPR. I had the Rams plus one and a half. Cover. Nice, nice hit. I got PPR. Both these guys are questionable. I got Tyrell Williams or Michael Gallup. Who would you roll with? I'd probably lean toward Gallup, even though I don't know how much he's going to play, but I like the matchup for him slightly better than I do for Tyrell Williams. Um, you know, if you want to kind of – if you can go a different route and you can still make a, a transaction and you have a roster spot to play with, go see if Auden Tate is available uh, for the Bengals. You know, I think he may have a a better chance to, you know, produce this week. And, um, you know, if you want to try and make the move ahead of time, you know, not that you want to give up on Tyrell Williams, but they have their bye next week. So, I don't know how many people would be looking to pick him up if he's available. So just take a look, and see if Odell takes out there. All right, Jose in Fort Worth. Hey, how's it going? I hate um, Quick question. Uh, I got Devonte Adams out, and I'm debating to pick either uh, Montez uh, Scandling from the Packers and, or Sanu. I'm debating who should I start over Adams since he's out. Yeah, I, I, I would I would go with MVS. Um, you know, hopefully the uptick in targets and. You know, Rogers leaning on him. He should have had a touchdown at the end of the game last week. And, you know, he's been actually the second-leading receiver for the Packers. He was ahead of DeMonte Adams actually prior to last week's game. So uh, I feel a little bit more comfortable with him. But Taneu's been fantastic the last two games with the offensive line still going for the top. And Matt Ryan's getting the ball out of his hands a lot quicker. And Taneu's a short-area guy in that passing game. So um, I, I think both should do well, but I think there's a higher ceiling for uh, for Rodgers' game. All
1: right, Kenny in Baltimore, you're on the bench.
3: Yeah, what up fellas? Um, quick question for Flex. Um I have Stefan Diggs and or Hollywood Brown. And I also have an option of Freeman in the land as running back, but I don't like that time shit Yeah, I get it. Um I, I'm I'm hopeful it's Diggs. Uh if he plays as I expect he will. It's a great matchup against the Giants and the skills of this. You know, if I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm I'm going to go down swinging with my two best guys because he's been spreading the ball around a little bit too much. You know, if feeling's going to get his because of the, the again, I, I go back to the squeaky wheel thing of complaining and, and the apology and all those things. So hopefully Diggs is in the same situation where, you know, Kirk Cousins tried to make both those guys happy, and it's a great matchup against the Giants.
1: All right, three more. Mack and Eugene, Oregon.
3: Well, first off, I want to say I won a brewery out of Eugene, Oregon, so pour me a cold one.
1: Get him a freshie. This is unbelievable. He's very thirsty. Go ahead, Mac.
3: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Two quick questions for you. Both standard leagues. One, I got Lamar Jackson or Carson Wentz at quarterback. The other one is a flex position, and it's either Michael Gallup, McLaren, or Robinson out of KC. And for all, I love you, buddy. Thanks for covering hockey. Uh, thanks, thanks, Mac. Yeah, I, I think the the quarterback one's tough. I like both a lot this week. But Lamar Jackson, I think, stealing is a little bit higher, just with the rushing ability. Um, but when, I mean, both guys should have a, a huge week. Um, I'll give a slight nod toward Robinson. You know, you have Sammy Watkins now a little bit banged up. And no Tyreek Hill for one more week. I don't think we're going to see Patrick Mahomes go two straight games without throwing a touchdown. So it could be a situation where Watkins is out, Robinson's stealing goes uh, through the roof. So uh, I like him as a sort of like a Hail Mary play there.
1: All right, uh, Pat in Ohio, you're on with Jamie Eisenberg.
3: What's going down for real? Check
1: out. Ooh.
3: Sometimes tight ends don't play like they should. Come on, Jamie, make it earth so good. I'm starting earth to earth in the tight end spot, but I have a tight end slash receiver flex spot, half PPR. Mar- Marquez, Showbiz, Valdez, Scantling, or Tyler. Excuse me, Eifert. Enough rambling. Have a lovely evening. There you go. <laughs> Pat calls our show every Saturday. Gives us a little rap tune, so it's usually uh, a little more extended. A little more extended than that. Pat's a, Pat's a favorite of ours. I like um, that right there. He had a little. I heard that song and I recognized it. Heard so uh, good. Uh, John I think, Cougar. Uh, I I think Hailing is the safer play, but every tight end against the Cardinals have been just absolutely fantastic. It's just, this is the worst one of the group that they're facing. So if you want to swing for the fences, play Eifert. I think the safer play, though, is valdez Cantley. Hopefully both find the end zone and you're in great shape either way.
1: All right, last call for alcohol, Trevor in
3: Mississippi. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Yo. Hey, man, look, I had a quick question to run by you. I got a trade offer at one of my leagues. It looks like I got Le'Veon Bell and Josh Jacobs. They're wanting to trade to me for uh, DeAndre Hopkins. What's your opinion on that? I mean, if you have the receivers to cover yourself, you're going to be getting fair value in return with with Levy on. So it's basically a, a good swap. It's just a matter of you know what you're giving up at the receiver position, what you have left at the receiver position if you give up Hopkins. So I have no problem with that trade. Just make sure your receiver core is good, and you're getting uh, you know two serviceable running backs. You know Josh Jacobs I think is struggling a little bit right now, but the best is yet to come. So who do you like
1: in that uh, two games, Ravens, Steelers, and the Packers, Cowboys games?
3: I like the. Steelers. I think, you know, the one thing that concerns me is Brandon Williams playing. So the the rushing attack for Pittsburgh has really got to be on point because that's a big difference for that Baltimore side. But I think playing at home is going to help them. And then I think the Cowboys win. You know, without Devontae Adams, that offense is going to be a little bit tough to trust and they can't stop the run right now. So it should be all reason.
1: These- all right. Check out Jamie Eisenberg with his eye on fantasy on Saturday night on CBS Sports Radio at 10 p.m. Eastern. Catch him every Friday night right here on the bench. You can see him on CBS HQ, and you can follow him, obviously, on cbssports.com. Jamie, have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. Talk to you next week. Go Gator. Screw you, Jamie. (laughs) Miserable Iota. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right, 855-212-4227 is the number to get on the bench. Don't forget to... Go to com for all my college football and NFL pain day snags, baseball through the World Series, boxing, all the fights, Triple G's fight, UFC, tomorrow Australia, hockey, every game, every play, every day, everything that's on the board, the best choices, the best price. You're going to love com. How about uh, the first four weeks in the NFL, 79, 77, 62, and 71%. 71% 71% last week. Back-to-back college football, 64% weeks. Hit my top five ranked plays last week. Seven of my top eight. Eight of my top ten. You gotta sign up. You gotta be a member. You're gonna love it. You hear fans calling in left and right. Pharrell, all you do is make me fat stacks. Trust me, sign up. You'll love it. Hide the money from your wife. So, uh, the Strasburg guy has the Dodgers literally eating out of his palms tonight. He is just killing them. Now they've got a... Uh one-out single in the bottom of the six. They got a runner on, but they haven't been able to do anything against Strasburg tonight. And he's just out-pitching uh, Kershaw. Now, I guess people can assume why they made him the Game 2 starter and went with Bueller in Game 1. Bueller's a badass, and he wins. And seems like every time Kershaw pitches in a postseason, now he has had more success like last year, right? And, you know, two straight World Series, but he's had his postseason problems. But I thought, you know, last year he was better than the year before, and now he's come out tonight, and this guy's just flat out, you know, outpitching him. And it's uh, three-zip Nats, and then the only other order of business was the Yankees just kicking the Twins' ass 10-4, right? That was a business as usual in the boogie-down Bronx. And, uh... I told you, you know, going into this thing, Encarnacion hasn't been healthy, right? So I had talked about this on the show that, oh, he's not, he's not right, he's not healthy, he's not this, he's not that. I'm like, that guy can hit with his, literally with broken arms. The guy is unbelievable, right? Didn't he have a couple doubles tonight? That guy's a badass. I don't care what his injuries are. Get him in that lineup and he produces. He produces no matter where he plays. And, you know, more than this, I got to tell you, Encarnacion, to me, produces more than, like, Stanton. And they're paying Stanton $300 million. This other guy is just, he actually rakes home runs and RBIs. It's it's no joke. Now the Dodgers have something going here. They're going to have runners, what, at the corners? Runners at the corners with one out. This is their chance to get back into this game. They got to capitalize on this moment. But I love this Encarnacion. I really do. I got to tell you uh, he was uh, 2 for 5 had an RBI a couple of doubles again standing uh 0 for. Torres had an RBI double two two runs scored on that uh Judge was a little better he had, he was 1 for 3 with two runs And then LeMahieu, he's been their best player. It's uh, all season long, I thought DJ LeMahieu was their best player, no matter what the numbers said. He was three for five tonight, two runs, four RBIs and a home run. So he's hitting 600 after one game of the series. He had a double, a home run, four RBIs. I mean, he's just a freak. And there's no denying, uh, you know, that Sanchez put up big numbers hitting home runs. Torres had a huge year. And then uh, Gardner also had a home run tonight. It's amazing. Uh, you know, I heard somebody saying earlier, here they're scoring. The Dodgers are going to get a run in. So now 3-1, to one, so they're on the board. Turner, with a sack fly, I think, got the run in. That's not enough, though. You got to get this other run in at third. They got to get another hit. You got to get back in this game. They only got, what, Ten outs, right? I mean, bottom line. So the thing I heard was how can the Tampa Bay Rays handle the Astros pitching? And obviously tonight that didn't work because Verlander mowed through him. But I'm telling you, I'm willing, I'm willing to believe that if they're gonna win a game, it's gonna be tomorrow with Blake Snell. That guy's a badass. And it's gonna be hard, but the deal is Garrett Cole's like minus three ten, right? He's a heavy favorite. Right? Three to one. But that guy Blake Snell won twenty games. He's no joke. That's gonna be a great game tomorrow, I'm telling you. Don't you think?
2: Yeah, that's gonna be a tight one probably the whole way through. That might be one of those where you're just battling for six or seven innings to run up the pitch count. That way you get him out of there and get the bullpen and try to do because that's the only time Tampa scored today. Once Ferlander out, they put up the two runs. But when he was in there, they only had one hit. That's probably the mentality you have to go in tomorrow with those two pitchers is make as much contact as you can. Just keep fouling the ball off. You know, maybe get a hit out of it. But if you don't, at least run up the pitch count so that eventually he's out of there and you get to the bullpen with a couple Did you
1: see the uh, odds on, uh, you know, because I know he's minus 310. I just want to look and see if I can pull it up really quick and see what the odds are for uh, him tomorrow, Snell – if he's, I mean, literally, uh tomorrow, he's plus 250. The guy won 20 games. You can't even deny it. He's got a shot, don't you think? Or is it just, like, because they, they're treating the Astros right now on a daily basis like they are completely unbeatable. Three to one, to minus, like, he's minus 300. I saw it at minus 310 earlier. I mean, the guy's three to one, right? Like, are you kidding me? They're giving, they're giving Tampa Bay no chance to win any game. And then they're going to face Grinky next, right? Mafia, do you give him a shot with Snell, a 20-game winner? I'd All it takes is one hit, a home run or something to beat him.
2: I give him a little bit of a chance, but only after Cole's out there. I mean, that guy's just mowing people down. We've seen it game after game. I mean, he won 20 games this year, 2-5 ERA. The guy has over 300 strikeouts. He's just been incredible. I mean, but wouldn't day, you say the reverse. only guy that
1: has a chance to beat him is Snell? Who else? They have no one that could be. I don't beat. even
2: think they could say that he has a chance. You know, that he has. A, he might have the best chance to beat them of their guys. But twenty game winner, you're
1: saying has no chance?
2: I'm not saying he has no chance. I'm just saying Cole is so locked in right now, it's gonna be tough for anybody to go against him. Because you what have do you to pretty much should, Do you think
1: they should not show up for the game?
2: Maybe and just no, they should stay. show up. And but I
1: mean, just, if if they stayed in their hotel room, do you think they'd give him free beer or
2: something? No, they wouldn't.
1: But maybe if they did, they, if they didn't show up, then they wouldn't have to worry about being humiliated. They wouldn't, you know, if they didn't show up to the game at all. Like all the fans are sitting there in their seats waiting for the game and then they don't show up. Maybe that's like some of these NFL teams every week, right? The Dolphins. Is there anybody else? They just don't show up for the games. The Redskins.
2: Well, some of those guys on the Dolphins are pretty much, that's their tryout for next year. Forget about this year. This is just if you keep your job or, you know, try to get a contract somewhere else. That's what this year's all about.
1: So I'm watching this hockey game, uh, Vegas and San Jose, 2-zip Vegas, uh, 13 minutes left in the second. You know that kid I I always talk about, right? Uh, Remember before the season started, on opening night, I was telling you about Cody Glass. Remember when they drafted him? And uh, this guy, he's a great player, and he's finally made that team, and he's no joke. Because the first year, I think they sent him down to the minors. But now he's playing with the big team, and he means business. That guy is hauling ass around the ice and breaking up plays, making uh, poke checks, stick check. Uh, he's he's just forechecking like an animal, and he's just out there breaking up passes, br- uh, catching guys from behind. He's he's literally very exciting to watch skate around. The guy's all over the ice.
2: That's the scary thing with that team is we talk about the you know the guys that are up there and how much they've done, and the guys that you didn't necessarily expect to have such big seasons so quickly, and they did. And then the trades they made for guys like Reddy and Stone last year. But you forget how many guys they have stashed in the minors that were like top picks or, you know, draft picks that they made or top picks from other teams that they kind of took instead of taking some of the bigger name players. Like they have probably more depth than anybody in any, you know, conference.
1: Cincinnati won that game over Central Florida twenty seven, twenty four. And how about San Jose State? The Spartans up twenty six to seven. On New Mexico, I think, uh, you know, unless I'm crazy, I was watching it before. It's uh, halftime now, 26-7, to 7, Spartans leading it. Both of those teams are 2-2. Two and two, But San Jose State winning at home tonight, and they did not get the run home. It's 3-1 Nationals, so they left the runner stranded at third. That's a problem. Joshua in Texas, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Josh. Yes, sir. What's up, for real, man? Hey, dude.
3: And pour me up, one man.
1: Get him a beverage. This is unbelievable. There you go.
3: Yeah, man. I, I have a question for real. Since you're the sports guru, man, so I've been here. I've been listening to your show for years, man. Right. My I'm, first time calling. First time. College How cool, college. man. And about this, cox, so I'm from Texas, so but I'm not a cox fan. Right. So, again, I go against all Cowboys, so they might they
1: might they might be mad at me right now. That's all right. Who cares? What they think? What do you who do you root for? Uh my my, my team's Atlanta Falcons. Well they're worse. <laughs> I mean they're a disaster this year. It's unbelievable I can't even believe what I'm watching when I see them lose every week. <laughs> oh my god, are they terrible. I can't even believe how bad they are. How can you be that bad and have Julio Jones and Matt Ryan and, <laughs> and suck that bad, honestly?
3: Your Pittsburgh Steelers are way better than them, too. And the Steelers suck, and they're on a
1: different level of suck. They're like a better suck.
3: (laughs) You know what I mean? But but they're your Pittsburgh Steelers, though.
1: They are, but listen, uh, you know, uh, there's a big difference. Uh, The Steelers have six Super Bowls, and the Falcons have none.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's just one appearance.
1: One appearance in the greatest choke in NFL history. Up twenty-five <laughs> at the half. I mean, if I'm you, maybe you should start rooting for the Cowboys.
3: No, <laughs> uh, but my question is, for real, man, what are the odds, man? What, 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 what uh, uh, Green Bay and, and, and Cowboys, man? Where, 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 where's the money at?
1: Well, I think uh, you know. I think the money line money's on the on the Cowboys, and then uh, I think that people that have big stones are going to take that three and a half with Rodgers. And go for it and that it'll you know every time they play it seems like it's a great game and it comes down to the fourth quarter and it comes down to a late uh you know drive or a late possession or last possession and if that's the case that might very well uh be a a nice little that that hook might be the difference I mean it could be a three-point game and that hook could be the difference or you know. Dallas goes home after losing and not looking good in uh, New Orleans and they turn it around and have a big game and, and, you know, beat the Packers by more than seven. But if it's going to be a close game like they usually are between these two, that number uh, seems a little bit uh, tasty to me. I I think it's worth a risk uh, to take that three and a half on the spread side. So good hearing from you.
2: Do you think it changes all now that Adams is out?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it hurts uh, Green Bay to not have him in there for sure, but I think that uh, just like early in the season, he was throwing to Graham a lot, right, and and scoring, that I, I don't think, it doesn't matter to me. I, I think it hurts him, but I think, you know, this guy is able to throw to anybody. Whoever they stick in there, he'll throw it to him and he'll make the catch, and, and it'll be, you know, status quo. I mean, he just gets it done, this guy. Like, we were talking about it last night, talking about how Russell Wilson just, you know, is... Just unbelievable the way he moves around and makes plays and, and creates plays and, and makes passes out of nothing and uh, just seems to keep his team in every game and has a chance to win every single game he's in. Literally, they are you, you cannot dispose of them at all when that guy's on the football field. It's a 60-minute nightmare. It's the exact same thing with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is, is even more dangerous than Russell Wilson. I mean, you give that guy a, a, literally, you know, in basketball, we like to call it space. If some guy's not going to guard me and you're going to just let me shoot jays all day and I can shoot the way I can shoot, you're going to have a long day. I'm going to make your life miserable. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers. If you don't hit him and you give him time and space, he will destroy you and sleep with your girlfriend. That's it. It's all over but the shouting. You cannot let that guy have space and time. He'll destroy everyone in his path. He's like a superhero. The guy just never loses. At the end, you know, in the superhero and all the, like, DC comics, they're about to die, 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 and then, boom, they somehow win at the end in the last second. Always. I mean, that's what he does. Whether it's a Hail Mary or whether it's a last drive, he's your worst nightmare. So shaking that guy is like trying to shake a cold. I mean, he is a pain in the ass to play on Sundays. I don't care who his receivers are. I really don't. He, he could throw it to the water boy.
2: Moff? By the way, going back to that uh, Snell Cole debate we are just having, the problem might not be that he can't keep up with Cole. The problem might be that he might not be in there for that long because he was out all of August, and then in his three starts in September since he's been back, two innings, 1.2 innings, 2.1 innings. So they might not have him in there for more than three innings. It might be a you know, like a starter situation that could do with the bullpen just with him as the guy in there to begin with. So, Reason they're like three innings, and then they bring somebody else. So that's in there. their plan
1: to, or were they saving him in September for the postseason? You're gonna take you're him gonna two ta- innings
2: to seven innings.
1: Well, I mean, no, but I'm saying you're gonna let the guy pitch three innings, and then that's it. And he's a 20 game winner, and you're taking on a guy that's unbeatable, who's a three minus 300, three to one favorite. I mean, how do you beat him? You, you can't. I don't think you can beat them with just uh, some patchwork bullpen BS. I know Cash does all this crazy stuff, but. I personally do not believe tomorrow is the day on the road at Minute Maid to play those games because I'm telling you, bullpens, you know, change the picture every inning on the road at Minute Maid, They're dead. They'll be down two zip in that series. They'll go home and that series will be a, a three games.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.